It's another morning, and you're all set for work. You grab your coffee, head out the door, and your car decides today's the day it won't start. Panic sets in. You're not just late, you're stranded. Get ahead of unexpected car repairs before they strike with CarShield, the most trusted vehicle protection company. For almost 20 years, CarShield has saved millions of drivers from repair nightmares with low monthly plans that cover up to 5,000 major parts and systems, like pricey transmission and engine repairs, and check engine light mysteries. Visit CarShield today at carshield.com carlson. Plans include unlimited miles, 24-7 roadside assistance, help with flats, lockouts, and rental car options. Save 20% and get a free quote by visiting CarShield online at carshield.com slash carlson. Don't wait for the next surprise. Choose peace of mind with CarShield. Go to carshield.com slash carlson and save 20% today. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD or text GOLD to 65532. I get letters asking me why past presidents like Bill Clinton and George W. Bush uh, and Barack Obama don't speak out about contemporary problems. And the reason is there is a tradition, and it started with George Washington, the first president, that once you leave office, you don't criticize your um, person that took over your job. Okay, that is a tradition. Now, it's been violated, but not often. So now, today, we don't have a lot of sniping. Even Donald Trump, Obama a little bit, but not a lot. Clinton, Bush, no. Currently, Joe Biden is immune to all past presidents criticizing him. I haven't seen it one time. But last week, Barack Obama went on the CBS Morning News under the radar, didn't get a lot of publicity, but I picked it up, and that is the subject of this evening's talking points memo. So this was last Tuesday morning. Roll it. Today, what I'm most concerned about is the fact that because of the splintering of the media, we almost occupy different realities. If something happens in the past, everybody could say, all right, we may disagree on how to solve it, but at least we all agree that, yeah, that's an issue. Now, 
people will say, well, that didn't happen, <laughs> or I don't believe that. And one of, I think, the goals of the Obama Foundation and, and one of the goals of my post-presidency is how do we return to that common conversation? How, how can we have a common set of facts? We may disagree on gun violence hmm. in terms of what the best prescriptions are, but we can't deny the data that right. says the United States has levels of gun violence that are 5, 10, 15 times more than other countries. Yep. So if we say that it's just a mental health problem, well, it's not like there aren't mental people with mental health problems in those other countries. What's the difference? Here is the difference. Now, I'm going to go over this methodically. If you have a paper and pen, and I always recommend you watch and listen to the No Spin News with those items, might jot down a few notes. The United States is a relatively new country. Even though we were founded in 1776, most other countries throughout the world are much older than we are. And even in places like Africa, where there was colonialism and the countries are newer, um, the basis of governance was there before the United States even appeared. All right. Europe, Russia, Japan, China, centuries before us. So in order to become a country, America had to fight a war, the Revolutionary War, with guns. Okay. And in order to expand the country... Americans, after the Revolutionary War, had to go west with guns. Why? Because there were hostiles in the way. There were Europeans, the French, the Spanish, who wanted parts of North America, who would attack Americans. Native Americans, if you read Killing Crazy Horse, I mean, it was brutal for decades. And there was no law. And there were bears, big bears. So every American that forged west had to have a firearm. Back in Philadelphia, where they were forging the Constitution, the founding fathers feared a military takeover of the United States. So therefore, they put in the Second Amendment, giving the citizens the right to bear arms in case the democracy fell apart and some general came in and said, I'm running the country. And how often have we seen that throughout history? So every American that chose to could arm themselves. Now, that tradition never stopped. In fact, the British invaded us in 1812. And then we had the Mexican-American War I'm going to tell you about later because it's this day in history and the Civil War. And then we had the Indian Wars, as I mentioned. Everybody had a gun. And there was no time in history, not one year, where there was a movement to ban guns or to disarm the civilian population. Now, I don't know whether Barack Obama understands that or not. But when you compare the United States to Australia or New Zealand or Sweden or wherever you go, it's a totally different situation. And we have a plurality here of amazing amounts, they call it diversity now, people. Okay, we're not homogenous like Scandinavia or even Australia. Okay? 
I mean, if you look at the Australian immigrant laws, you can't move to Australia, particularly if you're a minority. I mean, people down there, they want to, they want their 25 million and that's it. All right. So we have a tradition here of firearms. And now the tradition is causing trouble because there are criminals and mentally ill people who are using those firearms to kill innocent people at a level that's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. But banning guns isn't going to stop that. And Barack Obama should know it. There are 300 million guns more in the marketplace right now. So even if you stopped every gun sale tomorrow, you got 300 million guns. And what do you think is going to happen? The black market is going to take over and sell the guns to the criminals who don't buy guns legally now. The mentally ill sometimes can because the laws in the individual states aren't tight enough. But banning guns, even ARs, and I do think there should be restrictions on the higher level firearms, training restrictions mostly in the states, um, not going to stop it. Barack Obama should know that. He should understand that. He's smart enough to know it. Okay? So he's either being disingenuous or he needs to watch this program every night. So once you have that situation where the, the population's divided among gun owners, conservatives, traditionalists who understand how we evolved, and then the left, which wants to ban all guns, okay, because that gives the government more control, and that's what the left wants, a strong central government telling everybody what to do, what to eat, how to live, what car to drive, everything. That is the goal of the far left. Okay, so the last point I want to make is that Obama is right when he says the media is the divider now, that these news operations no longer are in business to serve you, to bring you information, which is what the founding fathers wanted and gave the media special privileges, they're not in business. They, don't, they couldn't care less about that. They are in business to make money by dividing the population. Okay? And so this team... You watch this channel or listen to that radio station. That team, you do the other. And they all do it. All of them. Now, the cleanest operation is this new News Nation thing, um, in my opinion. I'm on it, yes. And I have some self-serving um, reason to tell you that. But I've watched it. They try. Nobody else even trying. Finally... Um, we live in a violent culture, but again, that falls under the first amendment. Guns are the second amendment. And believe me, the second amendment is never going to be revoked ever. And the first amendment isn't either. You'd have to have a coup d'etat to get them out of there, which means a military presence would have to take over totalitarians. Okay. The first amendment allows this violent culture and the media, Hollywood, the rap industry, all of these people celebrate that and sell that. So mentally ill people become desensitized if they were ever sensitive to begin with because they see all this horrible violence on the Internet and the movies. They listen to this horrible, horrible 
so-called music. And, you know, misguided people absorb that and go and act out and kill people. They don't believe in anything. They don't think they're going to hell. They want to die themselves. So I'll take some people with me. That we live in an extremely violent culture. Mexico's worse. Okay. Some other countries throughout the world are worse. But here, don't kid yourself. Our culture is violent. So that is my message to Barack Obama. And that is the memo. You want to comment? Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield Warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. Recession and inflation are here. Gas, housing, and everyday goods are up, way up. And you want to be ready for any situation. So what would you do if there's no food on the shelf? Arc Heirloom Seeds are here to help. Did you know 99% of seeds sold today can't reproduce? With Heirloom Seeds, you only have to plant once. Then you can grow year after year, giving you and your family stability and security because things are getting crazy out there. Our all-in-one seed kit provides everything you need to grow your own food. This premium seed kit has over 65 varieties, 50,000 seeds in stores for 15 years. You'll also get our exclusive seed guide to make growing a no-brainer. Arc Seed Kits is a family-owned and operated business and the most trusted name in the nation for over 15 years. Our mandate is to get heirloom seeds into every home in America. Go to arcseedkits.com today and get free shipping by entering promo code podcast. That's ARKseedkits.com, promo code podcast. Get your seeds, get prepared, get growing. Arcseedkits.com. Now, as many of you know, I I read an enormous amount, I have to, uh, to stay ahead of everything. And I've been reading a book called Only the Dead by Jack Carr. Jack Carr writes contemporary thrillers, okay? And I don't read a lot of fiction anymore uh, because I have to read nonfiction. Um, But I I read Carr because Carr uh, teaches me something, all right? He has a lot of credibility with me. Because he's a Navy SEAL, he served in Afghanistan, served in Iraq, um, he knows, all right? And he writes about those things. And he writes thrillers, and they move along, okay? And I, that's another prerequisite. I can't be, like, trying to get through it. It has to, like my books, the killing books, they have to fly through, all right? So I'm reading Only the Dead, and in Chapter 2, a paragraph I'm going to read to you, quote, The war in Ukraine was not going well from a tactical perspective. From a strategic perspective, it had exceeded beyond their, Russia's, expectations. 
The Americans were drawn in, funding the corrupt Ukrainian government at levels unheard of, even at the height of their follies in Iraq and Afghanistan, unquote. So joining us now from Cleveland, Ohio, is Jack Carr. And uh, thank you for your service to this country, number one. Thank you for the entertaining books, number two. And as I just uh, said, you, uh, in chapter two, kind of cast aspersions at NATO and the USA defending Ukraine. Is that your uh, opinion? Well, it's coming from a, a Russian character, in this case, a Russian intelligence official. So I like to show what I think that is in their minds and also encourage people to go a little bit deeper and maybe just not take a, uh, a singular talking point or a singular tweet as their own opinion, because we can take these lessons and hopefully apply them going forward in the future as wisdom. And there's a lot of lessons to learn from the situation in Ukraine. Um, but when I'm think when we think about NATO and we think about the end of the Cold War and how many countries that used to fall under that Soviet umbrella are now a part of NATO and are right on Russia's borders, uh, I think it's important to take the enemy's perspective into account, especially if you're going to end up eventually at that negotiating table. Okay. Now you're a sophisticated uh, analyst of these things because you were in Afghanistan, you were in Iraq combat vet, uh, led men there, you understand, I think, the big picture. And the big picture here and why I support um, the defense against Putin is because of Taiwan and Xi, you know that. And Putin himself is, uh, you know, really suffering in Ukraine. And the Russians didn't think that it would turn out this way, a stalemate pretty much, and they're losing thousands and thousands of people. So even though we're paying an enormous amount of money to prop up Ukraine, uh, it seems to me globally, as the cliche goes, it's worth it. Am I wrong? So the, there's there's a little more to it than just what we hear in a singular tweet from someone or a singular talking point from someone. And my hope is through reading these books that people take that extra effort to go a little deeper into it and Think about the end of the Cold War. Think about the uh, new countries that have joined NATO since then, right up against Russia's border, to put ourselves in those Russian shoes, because eventually we, the West, NATO, Ukraine, are going to end up at the negotiating table with Russia. So understanding okay, their perspective. That's, like, that's all, that, Jack, that's all theoretical. I, I want to get away from the theoretical. Right now, you've got Ukraine fighting Russia to a standstill. To stalemate right now. Okay? That hurts Putin. She's watching this in China. Okay? That may inhibit him from invading Taiwan. If we didn't fight Putin with aid and all of the military stuff that NATO and the USA has given him, I think it'd be a lot easier for Xi to invade Taiwan. Do you disagree with that? Oh, that our response for sure to the invasion of Ukraine is teaching the Chinese something about what happens to them if they invade Taiwan. No doubt, no doubt about that. So for that reason alone, then to dissuade an invade Chinese invasion of Taiwan, then that may be a reason to continue this. And does it need to be drawn out? How long? That's the real question is how long does it need to be drawn out? What steps can we take here? Because right now, 
Russia might have thought this was going to go a little faster, be more, and by faster, I mean World War One, World War Two, not some of their longer wars than that. And what what happened was all of that grift that's just inherent in that Russian system, even more so after the end of the Cold War, made them think they had more bullets, more people, even more tanks, more aircraft that were operable than they actually had. So now they're into this thing, and they're digging deep back into the reserves, pulling out equipment that uh, comes from the '60s the 70s, up into the 80s, but even repairing the stuff from the 80s and the 90s, that gets more difficult. So some of this older stuff we're seeing, we think it's a bad sign, but actually it works a little better because it's not as technical and they can throw a lot of it at this problem. Okay. You write about the corrupt Ukrainian government. Do you believe Zelensky's corrupt? Do you think that uh, our money is not being used the way it should be used? It would be interesting to do an audit, that's that's for sure. But is it any more corrupt than what we have going on here with, uh, let's say, pharmaceutical lobbyists and uh, defense lobbyists and all that? Probably by a few degrees. But, uh, but I certainly uh, talk about the similarities between their system and ours. Okay. So you don't trust Zelensky. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't particularly trust Zelensky either. Um, and he's got full power in that country to do whatever he wants. When you saw... Biden pull out of Afghanistan. It must have been personal for you. You were there. You were there with uh, the SEALs and doing uh, fighting for the freedom of that country, which was never going to happen anyway. We know that. But what did you think about Biden's pull out of Afghanistan? I mean, it's, it's so disheartening on a variety of levels. But to think that we had 20 years to prepare for this eventuality, and that is the best that we could possibly do uh, from our elected representatives to our military leadership, 20 years. And someone didn't need to have any touch points with the military, never had to read a book on strategy or tactics to look at that situation and ask a couple questions, apply some common sense to it and ask, why did we give up this tactically advantageous position here in Bagram and put our young men and women at, the, at this Kabul airport in a tactically disadvantageous position on the way out of that country. So that was the best the United States could do after 20 years at war and 20 years to prepare. And I think that's uh, contributing to our recruiting issue right now in the military. Okay, and let's get to that. A lot of people say the military's woke. Um, they're uh, doing the uh, inclusion, diversity, equity thing there. Any opinion on that? Well, if it's not going to help our country prepare for war, it certainly doesn't need to be a part of how we spend our time in the military and where we allocate our assets in the military. That should be yeah, the baseline. Well, but, but let me let me let me. You you know, guys still in the SEALs, active guys. Are, are they saying that it's going downhill? I have heard that it is not what it once was. I think that's the without me actually being there in those shoes, that's the uh, I'm comfortable saying that it is not, not what it once was. And it's a tough time for those guys to be in, especially coming off such a strong run from 2001 onward when we got to go downrange and do the job that we prepared to do and wanted to do. Um, yeah, it's tough for them right now. All right, Jack. Thanks very much. The book again is Only the Dead. And I think you guys will enjoy it. We appreciate it, Jack. Good luck to you. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. 
If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Who was there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The foundations in the line of duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 Remembrance Across America. Over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year. Dozens of golf outings and barbecues. And the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Let's go to propaganda. ABC, run by Disney, the most woke corporation in the world, Disney Corporation, last night, 8 to 11, three hours, runs the 1619 Project. Okay? The good news is only one and a half million people watched. That's a disaster. No one watched this. More people are watching and listening to me right now than watch that foolish thing on ABC. Okay, let's walk through this. First, a short clip of what you did not see on ABC last night. Go. These African men and women from different nations all shackled together in the hull of a ship. They were one people now. And although they tried to break our ancestors, to erase our identities, we forged a new culture of our own, giving birth to ourselves. It didn't matter, we were told, that by virtue of our bondage, we would never be American, because it was by virtue of our bondage that we became the most American of all. You know what a bunch of blather. All right, who told you that by virtue of our bondage, you would never become an American? Who? Some slave owner? Some racist confederate? Who? Wasn't Abraham Lincoln? Wasn't the abolitionist movement in the North? They didn't tell you that. What a bunch of bull. Okay. Now, the project, the 1619 Project, was engineered by a New York Times reporter, I guess, Nicole Hannah-Jones, she wins a Pulitzer Prize in 2020 for this uh, piece of propaganda. Okay, here's how it was described. Quote, the 1690 Project is an artistic and journalistic project of the New York Times Magazine that asserts the central event in the founding of the United States was the first importation of enslaved Africans of Virginia in 1619 and not the Declaration of Independence in 1776, and the drafting of the U.S. Constitution in 1787. The project further asserts that U.S. history and modern America are best understood as completely dependent 
upon the institution of slavery. That is just blather. That is so ridiculous. And I know. So my upcoming book, Killing the Witches, out September 26th, puts you on the Mayflower. Come and hear from England. Okay? And then chronicles how the Massachusetts Bay Colony dominated 17th century America. There was slavery in the Bay Colony, but very little. Okay, it was not a, uh, an industry as it was in the agrarian South. And the North in the development of America dominated in every way. The South, they grew stuff. And the slaves, of course, enhanced their profits. But they didn't have nearly the power of the North. I'll pr- and I prove it every way. When you read Killing the Witches, you'll get all of that. So this is just made up gibberish that ABC is pumping out there to you. And the New York Times. Oprah Winfrey's behind this, too. So finally, here is the... Um, Here is the criticism of it. Uh, Let me get this thing. Okay, quote, taken together, the episodes that a story about racism and inequality animating the entirety of American society. Yet for most of the series, there's very little sense what anyone can do about any of these conditions because the overarching emphasis on slavery as the cause of racism blots out any understanding of the ways that change has occurred over time. And that was printed in the left-wing New Yorker magazine. So we just ignore all of the changes that have happened in American society over the centuries in this foolish propagandist documentary. So there you go. Disney, ABC, it's over. Over for you guys. San Francisco, another city that's over. Hope it comes back someday, but I don't think so. All right, so the convention business is down 86%. 86%. That's the lifeblood of the city. People coming in. Americans aren't going there. Still, the people that go there to San Francisco are from overseas. Okay, that, they don't even know what they're walking into. So now, the people who run San Francisco and who have ruined that city are spending $6 million on an ad campaign. Go. Welcome to the most beautiful city in the world, where it's never the same, but always San Francisco. San Francisco, I'm coming home again, never to roam again. I come, San Francisco, I don't need Frisco. San Francisco, here I come. Here I Terrible song. And did you notice how clean it was and everything? Let's throw up a couple of shots of uh, reality, okay? So San Francisco is overrun by drug addicts. And the reason is that they give the drug addicts cash, all right? I think it's $800 a month. That Anybody who goes to San Francisco can sign up. Uh, and they, you show up, and they give you $800. You go buy your fentanyl and heroin and methamphetamine and cocaine. 
and you don't have to work. They can't work because they're stoned all the time. So they live on the streets. They're homeless. They commit crimes. Uh, the highest break in of cars in the country, San Francisco, they're uh, on the streets. You know all this. And uh, these pictures that you are seeing uh, prove it. And it is horrible. It is one of the worst urban situations in the world, not just in this country. And it is because of the progressive leadership of San Francisco. That's who allows this. So the city is destroyed. The people who live there are all impacted negatively. Children can't even go outside and walk to school. That's how bad this is. Yet they spend $6 million on some stupid commercial with a terrible song. Uh, and you, oh, look at how clean it is. Oh, come on. And those listening on the radio, all you got to do is go to BillOReilly.com. We'll show you the pictures of San Francisco, which are just devastating. Now, here is an example of um, corruption in the media. ESPN. They have a sportscaster named Samantha Ponder. She is 37 years old. She does uh, NFL Countdown on ESPN. She said in a tweet, quote, this allowing biological men to compete with women when they trans, this would take away so many opportunities for biological women and girls in sports. It's a shame that we are needing to fight the integrity of Title IX in 2023 and the reason it was needed in the first place. Right, Title IX prohibits discrimination based on sex in sports when the schools get money from the federal government. That's Title IX. So, Samantha Ponder believes, as I do, and probably as you do, and if you don't believe this, please write me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, that a biological man, male, okay, on the birth certificate, male, develops physically different than a biological woman. Okay, that's fact. Scientific fact. Even when you transition from a male to a female and take hormones and all this other business, your basic biology remains the same. Men are stronger than women in most cases. The way God made us. Now, I know most of these activists don't believe in God, but biology is biology. So to have a trans man who wants to be a woman in the swimming pool with other women or in any sport is unfair to the biological women. That's it. That's just common sense. But not on the woke side. No. USA Today, one of the leaders in pushing woke on America, that newspaper has declined dramatically, has a columnist named Nancy Armour. And she writes, quote, don't be fooled by the people who screech about fairness to cloak their bigotry toward transgender girls and women. The transgender girls and women who have the audacity to want to play sports in particular. This isn't always was about hate, fear, and ignorance. So she's basically calling Samantha Ponder a bigoted hater. That's what this woman is doing. Nancy Armour, who herself, it seems to me, could be a bigoted hater. Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know her, but that's what this article says to me. Anyway, so Ms. Ponder is in 
a quandary. She is the center of a controversy and works for Disney, which owns ESPN, which is among the wokest corporations in the world. Now, we looked and we can't find ESPN or Disney criticizing Ponder. Doesn't mean they haven't internally. Doesn't mean she'll have her job long. But we can't find it. All right? So maybe for once, they're stepping back uh, from the woke. Maybe. I'm going to follow it. But free speech, and this is obvious, that Samantha Ponder exercised her freedom of speech, and now she's labeled a hater. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Who's behind all this trans stuff and gay militancy? I asked my staff to do a little investigation of the human rights campaign. They're behind it. Do you know what that is? Do you know what the human rights campaign is? Very interesting. Okay, it was founded in uh, 1971 by a guy named Steve Endeen. Right? He died in 1993 of AIDS. He was a gay activist. It has become the largest LGB TQ plus political lobbying organization in the United States of America. Its endowment, all right, is about $50 million. No, it's a lot of money they have. Okay. So 501C, that means a nonprofit organization, and they get donations. Who donates to the human rights campaign? Well, how about Amazon? American Airlines, Google, J.P. Morgan Chase, Lyft, Macy's, Microsoft, Pfizer, Target. Here's Target. Walt Disney Company, shocker. UPS, Alaska Airlines, CVS Health, Comcast, NBC, shocker, 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 among others. They are uh, the Human Rights Campaign's corporate partners. That's what HRC says. They're our corporate partners. They pump tens of millions of dollars in there. These people are behind all this, all right? And uh, there's another guy behind it, too. I guess you can guess. I guess you can guess who that other guy is. Hey, George! George Soros, how you doing? Yeah. Old Georgie Porgy gave hundreds of thousands of dollars, has given to the Human Rights Campaign Foundation. All right, so um, what do they do? They basically come down on anybody that c- criticizes uh, woke, 
trans or LGBT. They attack them. They call them bigot like Samuel, Samantha Ponty. That's what they do. Okay, let's go to Target, as we mentioned. Um, so they have lost incredibly. Uh, let me get the number here. It's just staggering. Um, they have lost in their campaign to bring on the woke woman like $40 million in net worth or something. Anyway, it's an astronomical amount of money. And I, I kind of almost feel sorry for Target because it was a marketing mistake because of the kids and the Satan guy. See, this is for all retailers, all right? Macy's, Kohl's, Target, Bloomingdale's, everybody. Americans don't generally want to buy stuff that glorifies Satan. That's a niche audience. Maybe San Francisco boutique, but not mass market, okay? If you don't know this, you might die. Now, there was a report from Fox News that said that Target was funding a group, NDN Collective, that believes Mount Rushmore should be obliterated because it celebrates white supremacy. Okay? So, when I heard this report, I go, that doesn't sound right to me. And this is what we do now. So we investigate it. Now, the Target Foundation does not directly support the NDN Collective. They are nuts, the NDN Collective. But they do give money to the Nexus Community Partners Group, or have given money, which is informally connected to NDN Collective. So what Fox News did was it kind of brought them together and Target, I don't think, had any blanket idea that they were supporting some group that wanted to knock down Mount Rushmore. So you will get the truth here. All right, I don't care where it lies. And uh, $13 billion is what uh, Target's lost since this uh, LGBT gear stuff. $13 billion. Okay, so we have, here is the final thought of the day. We have a lifeguard shortage all over the country. Um, there are more than 300,000 public pools in the USA that don't have enough lifeguards, according to the American Lifeguard Association. And uh, beaches are having problems, too. So uh, this is dangerous. As some of you know, I was a lifeguard, and I was rummaging through my old stuff, and I found this. Throw it on up. I'll tell you about it on the radio. This is my water safety instructor card, 1966. I was only six years old. I was the youngest lifeguard in human history. That's a jest. Okay, so I got my... A water safety instructor card to teach swimming because I wasn't making enough money being a lifeguard. That's why I got it. But now the lifeguards are unionized and they're making a lot of money. And come back to me, please. If we don't have them, people are going to die. Not only drown, but you got heart attacks, you got seizures on the beach. And the lifeguards, all the lifeguards I know, and I know a lot of them, are really good and competent. And we need them. You know, I live on the beach. 
literally, I hand to handle myself in the water, but most people can't. I mean, that surf out on Eastern Long Island, that's serious surf out there. You got to know what you're doing. So we need those lifeguards. And it's fun. It's a fun job. And the girls like you if you're a guy, if you care about that. Um, they like you still today. Not like Baywatch, but it's a really, you learn so much about uh, CPR, about handling emergencies. You're in shape. The only downside is the sun, because I got to go every three months now to get stuff taken off my pale body because there wasn't any sunblock. When I was out of lifeguard and a water safety instructor, we were out there. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, no. So you got to block it and wear the hat and all that or you're, you're going to get in trouble, even if you're Italian or African-American. I mean, his son is intense. So anyway, we want people, if you're young people and you're watching or listening tonight, you know, get in shape, apply for the lifeguard job. You'll make some good money. You'll have a great summer and it's a good legacy to have. I, I wouldn't have traded that experience. I only saved one life in my lifeguard experience, but that life, that kid that I saved, he was going. I got that on my sheet. Okay. I saved that kid. And as an adult, that kid tracked me down because his mom told him that I had saved him. And I, of course, she knew my name. And then when I became famous, he tracked me down. It's an unbelievable story. But uh, I'm sorry that the, you, and you know, I don't know why there's a lifeguard shortage. It's hard. Maybe that's the why. And it, you can't have the machine in the water. Maybe that's why. But anyway, that is the final thought of the day. Thank you very much for watching and listening on the radio. Our 100 affiliates I carry the No Spin News. New column comes up Sunday noon. So we'll see you again tomorrow. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.